the size of the experiment has no bearing on the quality of the work. If we're using uh, 20 pounds of lysine, and hell, I've got some non-essential amino acid stuff we've got going on. We've got urea in some diets. Man, an individual pig sort of deal is probably all, we, all that experiment needs at that time. It's time for a new era of communication in the swine industry. One that you can get the latest updates while commuting or driving to farms. Here, you will have the brightest minds of the global swine industry in your pocket. Swinet Podcast is only possible with the support of forward-looking and innovative companies like Minitube, the worldwide leading supplier of systems for the field of assisted animal reproduction. Genesis, the first power in genetics. Merck Animal Health, driven by prevention. Evonik, we are sciencing the global food challenge. AB Vista, new nutritional perspectives and novel enzyme applications to drive pig production. Zinpro, essential trace minerals exceptional performance. Every pig, a simple yet powerful pig health and production management tool. Just all, always one step ahead in swine feeding. Adiseo provides programs and services to help producers achieve their targets in a high quality, safe and sustainable way. NutriQuest, experts serving producers and delivering breakthrough solutions. Welcome to the Swine Podcast Show. My name is Marcia Gonçalves, your host for today's episode. This episode's sponsored highlight is about Merck Animal Health, used in more than 1 billion pigs worldwide. Circumvent G2 vaccines from Merck Animal Health provide the monumental protection swine herds need in the ever-evolving fight against circovirus. Circumvent PCVG2 and Circumvent PCV-MG2 are evolutions of the original vaccine, modified to deliver the same efficacy in a convenient one or two dose option for increased flexibility. That's protection you can trust. Learn more at circumvent-g2.com. Hello, everyone. Today we have Dr. Dustin Kendall, and uh, super excited to chat with with you, Dustin. And uh, welcome to the show. Well, it, it's good to be here. I, w- I was uh, uh, chatting with somebody earlier. You know, uh, we we. Uh, with Wayne Cass, he was, well, I think, believe your very first one. So I was trying to get coached up from him uh, today on, on what to expect. Uh, and uh, nice. anyway, he, uh, yeah, he, uh, he he gave me a few hints. So we'll see how it goes from here. I love it. I love it. I'm sure he told you, hey, tell some stories. <laughs> He's good at that. I love it. Uh, so cool. Uh, Dustin, if you can share for folks that, that don't know you and you know, just your journey and uh, where you are today and your education experience. Yep. So I'm a, a Southern Indiana native. Uh, and then uh, that spent, or got my undergrad up at Purdue and then went back home and farmed for a few years. And then uh, ended up going back up to Purdue for my master's with uh, Brian Ricker and uh, uh, messed around with Schinkel just a little bit. Now it's up, uh, up there. And while, while I was, uh, they're getting my master's. I did get the chance to go over to and uh, live in the Netherlands for about six months. It was some relationships with uh, on the waste management side between Dr. Sutton and Martin Verstegen. So that that was a that was a good experience um, going over there for for at least a short short stint. And then once I got done with uh, uh, my master's, I uh, we moved out to uh, uh, the University of Missouri with uh, Gary Ali. 
and, and was out there for for a few years. Lived out at sheep farm and uh, uh, helped uh, uh, try try to round up uh, uh, some of our our projects that we had ongoing there at some of the the, the farm facilities. So had some uh, responsibility out there on a day to day stuff across a lot of the guys uh, projects, but. Uh, got got finished in 2004 down there. I should I'd be remiss. I should mention uh, I've got married somewhere in there. So my wife Charme, and then uh, uh, we've got uh, two two boys. Uh, the oldest one Wyatt was actually born just before we moved out to Missouri. So some of the fellow grad students and such knew Wyatt when he was uh, a, a, a little kid up to about four years old. And uh, uh, for for those that that knew me then or went to school then realize he's a uh, sophomore at NC state presently. So they're really freaking old. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then our, our youngest boy was, was born once we moved down here uh, to North Carolina. So we, after I completed uh, my PhD there, I guess in 2004, uh, came down to North Carolina and uh, went to work for uh, uh, Murphy Brown at that time. So, so Smithfield foods. Um, and um, worked for uh, Je Jeff Hansen for a, a good chunk of that. So there again is a, a reason for some folks to probably feel sorry for me a little bit. But uh, <laughs> that, on, on balance, that was a good experience, both working for Jeff and, and working there at Murphy Brown. Nice. And um, it's uh, going, getting close to 10 years. Uh, an opportunity came up here at uh, uh, Prestige Farm. So uh, I, I, I shifted jobs and, and, and work here at uh, uh, Prestige Farms in a, a swine nutritionist role. Uh, we do have turkeys, but we leave that up to some cult consulting uh, type folks. And But uh, at Prestige, we've got operations in uh, Iowa, uh, Oklahoma, Mississippi, and then South and North Carolina that uh, I'd have responsibility for, uh, uh, you know, uh, all the formulation and to some extent feed performance. Uh, so, so we interact a lot, obviously no different than any other production nutritionist with the production guys, with the feed milling guys, feed delivery, uh, and every other jack leg that, that comes around. Um, and, uh, our, our areas outside of Iowa are mostly all company owned mills. And then uh, true to form in, in North Carolina, it's it's pretty much a, a contract grower relationship in terms of uh, the grow finish growers. Uh, a, a funny thing about us, though, or at least Prestige Farms is in Iowa, it's almost or it's exclusively uh, uh, toll mills. Mm -hmm. But we own about 80, 85 percent of our finishing spaces so that the models are, are a little different and it, it gives you a slightly different perspective on uh, each of those. But anyway, Interesting. That, that's about it. In our free time, we uh, uh, we uh, show uh, uh, livestock, uh, lo lo mostly cattle, some sheep, and, and occasionally some pigs, either locally or uh, state or even uh, regional and national levels. Uh, we, we enjoy that uh, a fair bit. The, uh, the, the boys are getting old enough that... Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the older ones uh, starting to age out of some of those things so that they're getting, uh, I'm, I'm sad to uh, admit how freaking gray my hair is mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and it's getting to where I have to use stupid glasses uh, to, to, to read stuff. So at any rate, as much as a person would always like to think of themselves as uh, 
you know, still a young, new nutritionist. It, it's starting to be uh, the old part of the gray-haired bunch uh, uh, around here with all the, the younger guys floating around. But, I love it. I love it. That's cool. And that's when we get to pick, uh, you know, pick your, your, your brain and other folks as well, pick some wisdom. So uh, I love it. I want to know a little bit, uh, when you went to Netherlands, uh, any memories from like insights, like things that you learned uh, culture-wise or whatever, anything that you take? you know, you still remember? Well, um, so the, these are some things I, w if we had to do it over again, it would be, uh, it would probably be things that we do differently. And then there's, there's a fairly stark cultural differences that, um, and it's probably a little bit my nature. And, but, uh, the first thing is we went over there, I believe it was about July 1st and, and, and got over there and just rip roaring ready to go. There ain't a damn soul in the Netherlands in July and August. Uh, <laughs> everyone's on holiday, so I, that it was it was difficult to get going when when just a a, a, a large fraction of the e either the the faculty or the the stat lab staff whatever hell they just weren't there. Uh, that that had we planned that a little bit better, I I, I you know it would have been. I think a better experience and don't get me wrong. We had a, we had a great time. We, we learned a lot, but from some of our research things that, that got a really slow start. The, the second piece of it, and um, I'll go back to uh, whether it was at, at Purdue or at Missouri, my, my, my background is going to be uh, exclusively in real applied research and a bunch of it. And sometimes, you know, be on farm and, 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 and we're going we're gonna to try to overcome it with speed and volume. Uh, we're not going to get bogged down into uh, doing a lot of lab work. So, you know, it's particularly uh, when I was there at uh, Missouri, uh, we, we didn't let uh, Nam Keldahl machine get in the way of uh, running a pile of studies. In the Europe, in, in my experience over there is, is that we're going to be spending a lot more time worrying about just the detail. Man, uh, it... I, I, I would, I would have been, I was wanting to operate a much faster in, environment. And that, that just is a cultural thing. Um, uh, anyway, we, we had a, we had a good, good time, um, uh, learned, learned a few things. Um, the, uh, I, I, I was telling, uh, you know, at, at the end of that, uh, at the end of that, you know, they were real gracious and, and, and we had a su super good time. I, I guess one of the funny things is we, uh, we, we lived in a, in a rented a room from a lady who was a, uh, uh, originally from California, but was a, a women's studies, uh, a professor at Bakanegan. Um, let's just say someone from Southern Indiana, we're going to have some, uh, we're going to have some political views that are a little different from and lifestyle views that are a little different than that, but that that's also where you, where you learn a little bit, but, uh, Dr. Verstegen, as we were leaving, you know, had a nice party for us. And, and, and he said, Dustin, you're the most American American I know. <laughs> I'm that's not hundred percent sure that was a compliment. <laughs> I love it. Wow. But it was a, it, it, it was a good time. And, 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 and my wife and I both, both enjoyed it over there. And, uh, you know, it gives you certainly, uh, moving away like that, even though it's just a, a six month stint, 
you know, it, it, it gives you a different perspective on the world and, and your place in it, both good and bad. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, a couple of the things is, is you know, as an American, we unfortunately uh, have a very centrist view of our own existence. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, some of the, some of the folks, maybe just like lab folks or other grad students, they'd be talking about, man, it, you know, how come the U.S. isn't doing this or this? And, and I had to finally just all but tell them, man, seriously, we don't even put any thought into the rest of the world when we're thinking about some of that stuff. That's not a good character trait. That's just the reality of it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, it's good seeing some of the, the other side of that. Right. Anyway, I'd yeah. flip it around to you as well, since the two of us don't don't know each other very well. Uh, you know, at least what little bit I know about your background coming from Brazil and, and then right. uh, up to uh, uh, school there at K-State and then to PIC. What what has kept you from going back to Brazil? Right, right. No, I love it. And and once one comment you had there on the applied and versus the basic nature of research, right, and the details, and and I think that goes a lot back to personality. My personality is also very much on the the applied, uh, right, uh, real life type of stuff, and that's why I got excited to go to K State um, uh, at the time was because I remember seeing some study the studies on um pen coverage and i was like wow there are guys in phds in, in uh, feeder adjustment i'm like whoa that's that's cool because i was driving brazil farms and uh different farms and, and i was carrying some of those uh slides when it comes to okay how much feed we need in the feeder and that kind of stuff there you go. but for me i mean on the us i, I love yeah, i just love the efficiency of everything you know um things work you know in brazil oh boy uh you know we have lines and bureaucracy and boy everything is low as well you know so so yeah that's that's interesting and as everything else like you said there are pros and cons for everything we may be uh trying to improve the level of bureaucracy we got we're going to increase that moving forward i feel certain (laughs) yeah it's a very fine line i love it and i remember when you and I were exchanging some emails, uh, you mentioned about um, a quote here is a person needs to know a little about a lot of things. So I want to know your insights on that. As I think through how a, the cor- course of the day might go or, or, or a week around here, um, you know, I, I've got a, you know, occasionally you get tasked with either crop production questions or, you know, as it relates to maybe how markets are going, you know, we, we've got, with us having operations across multiple states, you've got to understand a little bit about the ingredient dynamics in all those different states. Uh, and, and, and the pricing relationships between ingredients is way different. You know, I, I need to have some, I mean, the things that I like about production ag are, are the fast paced and it, it, it's not uh, redundant. So, so we may be uh, thinking through sow, uh, uh, sow things, nursery, grow, finish. Uh, we may get may get wrapped into our turkey business a little bit and questions we've got there. We've got you know research farms, both turkeys and and pigs are doing those things. You got feed milling, feed delivery, you know feed budgets. How how that uh, goes into it, and then just the the interaction with the management. So at any moment. You've got to, like I said, you got to know a little bit about a lot of things. Uh, that doesn't mean you're the, uh, you, you know, the expert in, 
by, and by no means an expert in terms of like a PERS transmission, but you need to be able to intelligently talk about it. That that's a, you know, within the vet community, that sort of thing. But there, there's pieces you've got to be able to to pull off a conversation. I would say that is useful for, uh, you know, whether it's vendors or whatever, just being able to talk about, uh, talk intelligently about a wide variety of, of, of subjects. Uh, you know, occasionally uh, when, when you have guys uh, uh, calling you as ingredient suppliers, it, it's all, it, it just is so uh, monotonous to oftentimes talk about their their products. Hell, I just soon talk about uh, other things. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, at any rate, it, it a little bit of that makes it where you're more useful in your job, but a little bit of it's being a, a bit more of a conversationalist uh, uh, and, and just being able to, to uh, pick up on a lot of different subject areas and 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 have a little bit of knowledge of each of them. I love it. And I remember you also mentioned, you know, about being humble, about learning new things and, and the difference between base knowledge and complete knowledge. Uh, and like you said, you don't have necessarily to be an expert in all. Those yeah. Things. And that, that, uh, for the, for the most part, it, it seems to me that the guys in the, uh, in the production nutritionist field, we, we've got to have a certain confidence to us. Now, outwardly, <laughs> Uh, we, we've got to exude confidence, but the trick is you got to be able to uh, uh, be willing to listen to and entertain alternate thoughts because hell, you may be wrong. Uh, and uh, but but you still have to have a you have to have a certain uh, confidence and and uh, you know you try not to have an arrogance about it, but you do have to have confidence uh, 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 about the, the decisions that you've made because you've got to defend those, those decisions to, to your, either your management team or your production group or whomever mm-hmm. uh, and, and be able to walk through the, the reason that's a, that's a good decision for the business. I love it. The other one I want to get your thoughts on is um, grad school. You know, when you came out of grad school or what, if you're talking right now to a lot of faculty members, what would you tell them? Hey, your students need to learn more about this or that. So I, I'd say that, uh, and, and really wherever they, they'd go, I really enjoyed the, the fast paced dynamic world that we lived in there, Missouri and, and uh, also there at Purdue where, you know, our interest in, in, in unashamedly, it was a production ag uh, uh, applied uh, uh, swine nutrition. And, and, and we tried to crush through a bunch of stuff. And but it, but it kept you sharp in terms of having uh, multiple projects going on at a time. And 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 to, to Dr. Ali's credit there, uh, 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 he he got us engaged not only with some different vendors, uh, but we did quite a bit of uh, work with uh, some different production companies. Uh, sometimes it was work we do at their uh, facilities. Sometimes it was, you know, so we would interact with the with uh, Dean Boyd and, and the Hanor group, and and we're trying to do some some late finishing uh, amino acid requirement studies. And and uh, oh, here's a we were. We actually defined the trypsin requirement that you erroneously changed uh, <laughs> a, few, 
15 years later. You like that's, that. that's neither here nor there. I can't help you wrong. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, there, uh, you know, we'd, uh, we, we, we did uh, uh, quite a bit of stuff up at Twine Graphics with Gene Gorley and in that group and, and some with uh, 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 Wayne Cast. And uh, at that time when uh, uh, he, he was uh, at Smithfield Ball. So we interacted a lot with different production groups, some with vendors. You know, Gene, uh, James Ussery was a, 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 a quite a benefactor to, to Dr. Ali's uh, uh, program. He's a, a real good friend of, of, of mine and ours uh, when he was there at Ajinomoto and, and essentially funded uh, a, a lot of our stuff. And, and I guess if one of the things that I enjoyed uh, about <laughs> The, and it's a little bit how Dr. Ali would uh, kind of keep uh, the the he'd have um, money in just sort of a pool, and I and I suspect the K State crowd's kind of this way. They've they've got projects coming in all the time. They've got uh, money coming in. Um, you know, they've made a, a an honest effort of, of budgeting those things. But there's uh, you know you occasionally have go in some different directions. But but one of the the good examples that I that I always reference is um, we, we'd set out on some of that amino acid stuff with really just a, 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 a grand uh, desire. James challenged us, and at that time it was uh, me and Aaron Gaines and uh, Jason Frank and, and Russell Fent and Brent Ratliff were, were all there. And, uh, uh, but, but one of the things that he challenged us with was, was trying to get uh, up to uh, 20 pounds of L-lysine use in, in, in diets, just as a, as a grand uh, uh, objective. And then he, he, they'd sort of let us, uh, as grad students, figure out what those next steps were, whether it was little incremental steps or whether it was trying to go for, uh, uh, you know, bigger, uh, bigger pieces of it, um, and, and gave us a lot of, uh, of leeway to to essentially make our own program that way. You weren't caught up in, in trying to budget the next experiment. It was just a pool of dollars and, and we'd go get it. Um, you know, I flip, flip around on the backside of it. And I think from, um, I think the benefit that, that uh, James and the guys at Ajinomoto might have is then it's, I mean, we, we might be doing a study where we've got eight, 18 or 20 pounds of, of of L-lysine in the diet, and it honestly didn't, at that level, I mean, it didn't work. But at, at that time frame, we were, the industry was still stuck on, you know, you'd never dare get above about six. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But by us trying to get to 18 or 20, we could move that deal up to, to eight or 10 or, or give folks some comfort level up in there. Those were great, even though we wouldn't personally think it was a failure, it was a useful piece of data or experiment for him to take out to other production companies or uh, uh, ingredient manufacturers or feed companies and kind of talk about the merits of, of and, and you know, probably spinning that into, you know, what you could start flipping that around of what should we do next and, and kind of bait them into uh, even though we weren't necessarily going to listen to them because we were making, uh, we, we were making our own, but, I, he he was funding us not exactly to get the exact answer, but to drive uh, innovation, right, and push yeah. push the limits. So that that 
as a program and as a as a big target was uh, that was valuable for us. And, and like I said, I, I think it was in the end it was useful to uh, uh, you know Ajinomoto and 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 they they had great information to share with customers because you know part of that if 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 uh, and I, and I see this when we have uh, folks want to come visit with me, man it. If if they don't have something that's just half-ass interesting, it is it's just brutal uh, 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 having people just drone on and on about stuff we've already talked about. Or, or um, so so it's in light or it, it, it's it's uh, it, it just is, it makes the conversation a lot more interesting if you have a, a, some novel bits of information or, or, or some thoughts that are a, a little counter to what you think. And, and, uh, and then you can kind of debate it uh, here. Uh, but anyway, I love it. Well, on that topic, you know, and now say if you're talking to vendors in general, like what is your recommendation when it comes to, hey, this is what us, I want to see from when it comes to research, I mean, sample size, yeah. right, to not waste your time as a production uh, nutrition. This, this is that whole knowing a little bit about a lot of things. So <laughs> I, I, I spent a fair, and, and, and I'll even come back to our experience at Missouri. So the size of the experiment has no bearing on the quality of the work. It, different things require different, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use this example. If if we're using uh, 20 pounds of lysine, and, and and hell, I've got some non-essential amino acid stuff we've got going on. We've got urea in some diets. Man, an individual pig sort of deal is probably all we, all that experiment needs at that time. Now, the next increment, once you get a lead on, is you build that into maybe uh, you know like your small small pen nursery stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, once you build on that, th those experiments have a certain progression. They don't, they should not all start with a, a, a 1200 head uh, commercial facility. It, right. it, it's a damn waste of money for folks. And folks feel obligated to do that. There, there are plenty of experiments that, that need a, need some parsing in a, in a, in a different setup. Maybe that's a digestibility trial. I mean, it, there, there's certain usefulness to a digestibility trial. May, it, it's nice to then couple that with, uh, you know, if you, for example, an enzyme, uh, say you, you, you know, it, it would be quite appropriate to do a di digestibility trial. You see a 5% improvement in, in digestibility. No, you just quite, quite easily, uh, you gotta, you gotta back that up with, with, with something at a larger scale and a more production. And if those two things square up, man, you got something. But if you just bring the one, mm -hmm. it's not so good. And if you just bring the other, it's not so good. And so I'm really hesitant to ever give too much advice on, on size of experiments. Mm -hmm. We, we would, uh, oh, this will, so while I'm there, uh, uh, Smithfield or, or Murphy Brown, you know, we'd occasionally have, uh, uh, I mean, we'd be trying to do field experiments. So, I mean, you're going to be in, in some cases, millions of animals. Well, that makes it no more important than, than, than something that's in a, in a research, uh, nursery, uh, or, or something like that. 
everything has their place. Yeah. Um, so th- that's my only advice to guys sometimes want to force experiments into places they shouldn't. And, and um, you know, a couple other pieces associated with that is uh, um, many vendors don't spend enough time thinking through like a, 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 a dose titration. And, and, you know, I'll use this example. They've maybe, you know, their, their production guys say, all right, a uh, hundred units of this is going to cost about a buck. Okay. Well, folks are immediately under the assumption, well, hell, there's no way they're going to spend over a dollar. So we're just going to have to put a hundred units in. Whereas if they put 300 units in, maybe it'd give a, 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 a substantial improvement or noticeable improvement. But they'll get caught in, in in trying to think through what the hell my head's going through in terms of uh, it, it. It's it's so hard to feel comfortable that something is is offering value. You just need to set the economics off to the side for a little while, feel more comfortable in in whether the response is there, and then we'll worry about cheap, cheapening it up or cheating it or, or or doing other things, or maybe it just stands on its own value. So sometimes I worry that, and and hell, we're to blame. Uh, you know, folks in my position are are all the time beating people up about price. That's just because it's kind of it's fun. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, it, but, I, hell, I'd be a lot more uh, happy if the shit had worked, uh, and, and and you'd have a, a a a lot more intelligent discussion. In any rate, that that's what I got to say about that. That sounds like uh, oh, I, I love it. I love it. That's Forrest very, Gump. No, that's very very helpful. Um, uh, maybe to dive a little on that still is, you know. Uh, today, because we didn't find an extract dopamine, some of this stuff, some of the additives will work only a percentage of the time, right? So then how do you wrap your, your, your head around that? As a, as a trial, and we'll, we'll, we'll think about some of the growth promoting antibodies, for example. And let's just use that as an example. Hell, they don't work 100% of the time, but if, if, you, if you do several studies, you're going to see a, a response there. Yeah, they, they may, you know, you, you've got a, a couple that, that are closer to a push in terms of a feed conversion response. Some of them that may be five, six points, but on balance, you kind of come up with a number. Um, they're not working all the time, but in, in, in some of those cases, if I feel comfortable, it is, I, I've got to feel comfortable. It's, it's returning something. I am tasked with uh, reducing our uh, cost per hundred weight. Mm-hmm. If that reduces it by a penny in, in a cost per hundred weight, well, I, that's what I ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. Folks will get awful hung up on ROI, and and maybe that helps take up the slack of not seeing a response all the time. But if if it's a one point one to one ROI, hell, you ought to be doing it. Uh, if you now, yeah. I'm not looking to encourage lots of uh, quack sales guys to come by with uh, <laughs> uh, uh, re- really narrow returns. Cause I, I think some of that where folks will think about a three to one. Yeah, sort of. Uh, but all that does is, is maybe takes up some of the slack of the variance that you see ultimately in the, in the system. Um, 
I know this about about our production world. And 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 there was a it was a gentleman and it was forever. It was probably four or five years ago. He was in here. It was a, a the pre, it was the sales guy brought in the president of, of of some company, and he was in here and and, and boy they you know he was just uh, uh, knocking it out one at a time. I got this product. It does this. He got about eight products into the deal. I told him to stop. I said you you want to know how to be how how we can be successful in our company. And I mean he just jumped up. He thought man this is really going to be insightful. And, and this is in the concept of, of our production. Well, I said, one, make sure the son bitch has water every day. And, and uh, sometimes, uh, you know, that we will run into issues with that. Make sure they got feet. Make sure the ventilation's halfway right. Um, you know, hopefully on a health status, it's not too terrible, but how we get away with uh, lots of different things. Hopefully you have a semi-competent nutritionist. You don't even have to have a good one. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 and a, a, a hog industry or a hog production company can be successful if you get about those five things kind of close. So many of those products are, are, are so far down the list. Uh, they may add a little bit of value, but, and we'll use some of them, but, but they don't, they're not really what drives our business. They're, they're little rounding errors, uh, that may help you a little bit, um, any rate so yeah yeah no let, let's talk about that let's talk about the priorities something i like to talk about is the priorities of the production nutritionist yep. and you mentioned already right the, the feed the, the water the feed uh what else right uh it could be fitting well, for the feed budgets is uh uh you know so feed budgets are kind of a uh uh they've got a, a, a few different rationales why you do it um, it, it, it certainly depends on, uh, you know, the, the first thing is, and I'll think of kind of nursery or wean to finish or early wean to finish, you know, what's your bin configuration? So we've got some spots uh, like our wean to finish barns are typically a tandem bin. So hell, uh, we can feed whatever we want of that first and second diet in, in terms of volume because uh, we, we can get that delivered and it's not that big a deal. In some of our uh, more straight-up nursery settings, that's a single bin uh, mm -hmm. setup. Uh, well, now now it becomes real important in in, in many of our uh, so our organization as a whole. We're kind of peloting guys, um, and, I, and and that's not to uh, discount folks that feed mash feeds, but uh, <laughs> that's in our that's in our nature. It's in our in our DNA. We're going to tend to uh, try to consolidate those. Uh, make the run times as long as we can mm -hmm. so we consolidate up when we make stuff so nursery feeds typically get made on one day a week so your feed budget becomes a bit more of what what how long does it take to get to a week uh, a week worth of consumption because the second diet's coming in a week mm -hmm. uh, a week or two weeks it could be that wide um so your feed budget somewhat gets driven by uh, the, the pig consumption and, and how you plan on delivering feed. Uh, so uh, one, one really, uh, it's kind of a, a, an illustration of that is our, um, uh, one of our uh, systems uh, down in Oklahoma, we had, uh, um, we just put them on a, uh, when we bought them in 2011, they just went on a kind of a normal budget like we might have in some other locations where those pigs had like a 
say a five pound budget uh, on the first diet and and we'd colored that feed red. Um, and then they went, you know, went on what other other feed types. We're down there touring and we hadn't owned uh, that, that very long, but uh, we kept noticing on all the old pigs, all this red feed coming through. All it was is that five pounds was way too much feed for those pigs to eat in a seven day period. And uh, we were delivering the second and then the third and fourth and, and you know, all the rest of the deliveries and that red feed just always sat there in the bottom of the bin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we had a five pound budget. Pigs were only eating three pounds of it. And the other two would come out at the end of the turn when we're trying to empty the bin. So just from a, from a feed budget or even feed savings, uh, we just lowered the, the, the budget to three pounds. The pigs got exactly the same amount of feed at that time frame. We just quit feeding the, the the 50 pound pigs our first nursery diet uh is all it was so you run into lots of those sort of things that they're important for for our cost and 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 how we run our business and and it's not a it's not a gadgety sort of thing those are just the blocking and tackling things that we deal with i love it i love it is there something that you um you disagree with most nutritionists uh, or more than 50% of the nutritionists? I always like to ask that question because it brings back to what you said early on, on the different cultures, Netherlands, whatever. That's where progress is made, right? So that's, that's why I want to ask that question. So uh, I'm going to say yes. Uh, and and, 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 and uh, hell, there's probably lots of things I, I, I disagree with different folks, but one of them that, that comes to mind is... Um, and, 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 and think of it like this, we've got pigs in, in lots of different geographies, okay? The, the, the dynamics of ingredient pricing are way different, different places. Um, and, and, you know, right now it's a little bit different, but you know, generally speaking, if we think about uh, the, the cost of added fat in Iowa, it's typically pretty high and corn's pretty low, okay? So that fat corn relationship's pretty squirrely. Um, in North Carolina, our corn's really expensive and sometimes the, the fat's fairly affordable. So, you know, I'll, I'll run pretty different or spent lots of time having pretty different energy levels, uh, uh, you know, between North Carolina or Iowa operation or Oklahoma. I'll, uh, you know, our, our company have a history of having that, the energy levels being much more flat. Uh, so, so as I started doing some of those things, that caused an awful lot of friction within our accounting group about what, why the hell is the uh, feed conversion so bad in Iowa? And, and then might simultaneously say, but man, they got a good feed cost. Well, th- those two things, um, you know, are interrelated in, in many cases. Um, so anyway, having, having uh, not an energy requirement, but you know, utilize, let energy float up and down. You know, I've got everything else related to it, but, you know, it, it's really, an, you know, if you think about just a straight corn soy diet, you know, it's got whatever energy value you want. And then I'm just looking for other options that might uh, be more uh, cost favorable, such as added fat. And if, 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 if fats had a really good relationship to corn, man, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to jack that up. One, one of the uh, uh, things uh, that uh, 
I always tell folks is, is my max fat is is mostly dictated by the diameter of the pipe that goes to the downstream application. And what I mean by that is 8% is about all I can put on here. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We'll go to eight. It, it should either be down at your minimum or it should be at, at close to that maximum. Right. Uh, be, being in between there is like being half pregnant. Uh, <laughs> and, and I, I guess it's a, it's a, to somewhat it's a safe spot to be, but I don't think it's right. Um, if, if fat's too costly versus corn, it ought not be in there. If it's a good value, you ought to be entertaining, you know, what's the, the maximum. The only times I'll be in between is really the unavailability. Okay. And you just can't get, you can't get enough or, um, you know, sometimes, well, like in our Oklahoma operation, we kind of had to, uh, we, we, that's a, tends to be kind of a tallow based deal. Um, this time of year, it turns into a, a, a solid brick bat in the, in the bins. So you've got some flowability problems you need to, uh, uh, be cognizant of and, and, and dial those things back. But the, the other thing is, is whether it's late finishing or early finishing, or I, I have pretty differential values on, on uh, on the value of fat and, uh, and and we'll let that let that energy float up and down because because you've got to have a way of stepping stepping back so I can increment by you know the the, the cheaper that fat gets um, I'm going to add it into more diets at a higher rate if it gets more expensive I've got to have a way of backing out of some of that without I, I think it's stupid to drop them all uh, uh, but the 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 back end and the front end have have considerably different values in my view. So I, I don't know if I miss here, but because I was making some notes, but did you early versus late? Which one do you see more response? Late, and, and I think there's a couple different reasons for that. One one of which is uh, it's probably a little bit of just the straight efficiency of that pig uh, out late. You know, he, he's wanting to deposit a fair amount of fat. He's probably just shunting some of that dietary lipid, more or less, right? You, you don't have to, uh, it doesn't have to go in lots of different directions. He's just going to deposit some of that straight on. Um, the the other bit's just a freaking math problem. Um, you know, if, if, if you've, um, you know, in, in all my experience of doing just uh, we do a lot of fat titrations, and over the years in in North Carolina, it's just something you do a lot of, and <laughs> that is almost like your your pain coverage thing. I mean, people look at me like I got a third head when I say I'm doing a fat titration, but, <laughs> but it's really important to us to to try to uh, uh, capture that and 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 understand it. But uh, uh, that you know, we'll see that feed intake respond. You know, just, just like you'd expect, the, the higher the energy of that diet, pigs are just going to eat less. Um, you know, if you're if you're at something where you've got, and, and we'll tend to see growth rate pretty neutral, okay? If anything, it, it, pretty neutral. Uh, if I've got a 0% added fat, I'll normally see a response to something. Uh, the rest of it's flat-ish. Okay. Um, it, it, but you do, get, you do see the the jump from like a zero to something. I don't know whether that's a flavoring, a a dust or what exactly, Mm -hmm. but 
but growth rates mostly pretty flat. Okay. Beyond beyond that, then it's just that you know if if, if they're going to drop, if you've got a bunch of fat in there and they drop their feed intake ten uh, percent, and you get a similar growth rate, it's better when it's on a a three o conversion than like a fifty pound pig that's a one six feed conversion. It's just it, it's just a math problem then. So it 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 comes closer to being worth twice as much or thereabouts uh, out late because we tend to think of it all in terms of just uh, points of feed conversion. Right, right. Yes, I see as a percentage. That's that's good. What's the ratio your yeah your fat uh, price to corn price ratio? What's that break point for you? You know, early on. Uh, or like early finishing and and you know it, it gets down towards that uh, uh, two two and a quarter uh, uh, maybe two and a half uh, ratio um, out late um, honestly it gets it, it, it some of the coefficients I've got in there that that'll get closer to four um, but uh, any rate that those those are those continue to be pieces that that are evolving in my head and, and, and data we do. Uh, I've, I've uh, you know, again, it, it seems so idiotic uh, probably to lots of the viewers of, of uh, you know, when I describe, I, I, I can, I basically perpetually have been doing amino acid titrations mm -hmm. and energy titrations. It's so important to our business, those two pieces, trying to have them right and have a philosophy that's right. Mm-hmm. It takes away from, you know, uh, doing yeast research, but Jesus Christ, uh, uh, there's plenty of folks doing uh, uh, stuff like that. We'll get around to that. It's just more important to me that, that we have some of those, those other pieces and, and continue to try to learn from. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I've, I've been kind of reassessing some of my coefficients there on an energy response and, and, and where I'm at now, out there, very late, it's uh, it's higher than uh, you know probably what a lot of people will be. What's yours? No, and you're a fancy PIC, former PIC guy. Yeah, I mean, rule of thumb, right? Um, three point five, yeah, three point five to four rule of thumb. But I never thought about the early versus late uh, different ratios there. So I so I like that. The other thing is when you say you know that you spend a lot of time looking at energy. I mean, I said well. I just, that's music to my ears because I always uh, like to say that, or to think, hey, what is the 20% of your actions that's going to drive 80% of the result? And very often people reply, energy and amino acids. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Let's see here. Um, I had a quote here from our exchange via email that said, the laws of unintended consequences are alive and well within a production system. So I'm curious on your thoughts there. It's outside my direct purview, but, but just as, as you, you're a student of, of swine production or swine production systems, you, uh, it, it's not always things that directly, uh, uh, I mean, they impact the business, but you sort of see them, and 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 when you see them, you you try to, you know, bring up questions. But I'll, I'll use a, a a a one example, and then you can spin off there. But when you, you know, if we uh, if if we have a, a policy where we uh, have our sow farms being scented on pre-wean mortality, 
Okay. That man, you I automatically that'll change pre-weaned mortality. Now we didn't wean a damn more pig, but our stillborns went up or, uh, mm-hmm. uh, or, or total born dropped those sort. So we have dozens of, of pieces like that in our business that, that don't necessarily improve us, but we're in, we just got to be, we got to continue to strive to make sure the incentives are in alignment with the, the goals of the, uh, uh, the production system. And, uh, you know, you use our own, um, uh, operation as a, you know, we've, uh, there, uh, uh, I guess a year and a half, almost two years ago, uh, we've, we fired up, uh, uh, our packing plant there in Iowa. Well, that's a, uh, that's a big shift to our, to our business. Um, you know, and we're that, that, that's evolving how we, you know, become more integrated. All of our, uh, uh, production system down here in the Carolinas and in Oklahoma, we're, we're selling those pigs to someone else. And it's a, it's a different deal when it's your own packing plant. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, but pieces as, as, as simple as, you know, what do do you have a matrix or or what should that matrix look like in terms of sort discount or down here in North Carolina, that's a, that's a big focus uh, because those are, those are, are dollars that, uh would be otherwise discounted we've you know at least kind of went down that road rat that route as well in our in our iowa operations but ultimately is that the, is that the right business decision or or you know we've got to have those two two pieces in alignment as well um so you know i think any organization has to continue to look and see um you know the way they incent their people or incent uh, uh, their business, it, does that make sense with uh, uh, what the overall objectives are? I love it. I love it. Yeah, the world revolves around the incentives, and uh, yeah. I love it. Very good. Uh, any final thoughts here, Dustin? Before we we jump into the the last few questions, I have every, every episode here. Any any final insights? No, I don't. I don't think so. Cool, cool. It is time to our famous three. A worldwide leader in animal nutrition, our company offers specialized technical support for nutritionists, veterinarians, and other animal production professionals. Our portfolio of programs and services include a wide array of high-performing feed solutions such as essential nutrients, palatability, feed preservation, mycotoxin management, and health and nutrition. To learn more about our company, visit us at www.adiseo.com. For knowledge and news from the global swine industry, access our partner, thepigsite.com. So the first, uh, the first one here is uh, any resource. I mean, I remember sitting on a cla- uh, class from Dr. Goodband back in grad school and, and first class he say, hey, one of the most important things you have is your phone, right? So, so just being resourceful. Um, you know, what are the greatest resource for you as a, as a nutritionist? I, I, I don't do uh, uh, just gobs of reading just for the sake of reading. Uh, I mean, obviously, some of our uh, uh, textbooks and those sort of things will be resources, but I, I'm going to end up using uh, colleagues in the industry, uh, other uh, 
you know, whether that's folks that work for ingredient companies or uh, just, just friends across the inter- industry to, to bounce ideas off and, and try to shape, uh, shape my thinking. Um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it, it's always probably a little more useful to, to ask folks that aren't directly tied to something just to see if they have, uh, uh, if, you know, for example, if you wanted to uh, call somebody or if you were curious about people's experience with bacillus products, it probably doesn't make much sense to call somebody that sells bacillus products because odds are good they're going to be pretty big fans. Right. Uh, but you 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 reach out to to a different subset of folks, and and, and I'm going to use that telephone to uh, uh, to to do a lot of that 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 heavy lifting and and um, and and you know learn from from other people's uh, well like well, uh, Wayne Cass says, you know, uh, learn, learn from other people's mistakes yes, yes. as much as anything. That, that's, that's my nature on, on most things is, is, and, and also probably a, a, a fair amount of reflection, uh, on, and trying to really think through any, any negatives. Um, you know, that, uh, if, if, and that's also those unintended consequences, uh, you know, and we, we think about and not that I'm any, any sort of, uh, uh, expert on it, uh, but, you know, some of the things that we've, uh, we've learned in terms of some of the branch chain interactions with, uh, as it relates to DDG and some different things. Well, we didn't go into that in, you know, trying to look for, for, uh, uh, those interactions. They were just sort of, and they came upon us. You, but you don't want to take some sort of dramatic action there because you, you need to at least take time to consider the consequences of, you know, if you, you know, like, and maybe all of a sudden you drop, uh, 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 change your ingredient flow a, a, a huge amount, which has implications on diet costs. You need to be careful what you're, that, that one, you're right, and, and two, you know, is there, is there more reasonable tactics to, to take there? Um, so say ref, a, a fair bit of reflection is also useful before you make a big decision. I love it. Very cool. And then the last one is, um, in your opinion, what sets apart successful swine professionals from those that are not? I mean, we, 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 we talked about some of the, the things in terms of, uh, of having a, a, a breadth of, of some knowledge in lots of areas and, and, and boy that that's useful not only in in, in being able to uh, uh, carry on a conversation with people but you also learn learn uh, you know things that uh, that maybe in uh, you know I, I'll dabble around a little bit with uh, uh, cattle feed in our own uh, uh, stuff and there's little bits that you learn there that are are useful so uh, being being open to to new ideas, but yet still having a conviction and and working through, like on on our discussion there on some of the fat things, mm-hmm. um, having a, a a well thought out plan that still you're willing to morph it a little bit, but it's not taken away from that overall uh, philosophy. Mm-hmm. So you know whether it, whether it's new kids coming out you know you've got to develop your own philosophy um 
that but that philosophy you may need to uh, uh, you you may be proven wrong, uh, mm-hmm. and you you don't always have to admit it. You just have to adopt uh, the the more correct uh, uh, version, and, and and those folks that are really clever they they'll uh, they'll adopt that that new and improved version and call it their own. Uh, I, <laughs> I love it. Well, Dustin, it's been a great chat here. Lots of uh, new insights for our audience, no doubt. So I really appreciate our time. I know, I don't, th- I don't think I've seen, you know, I know you're very, you're very um, I, what's the best word? Um, I'm a recluse, yeah. uh, kind of a, a curmudgeon as it were. And, and uh, you know, it's getting to be a damn rare species, a swine nutritionist in North Carolina. So, uh, you know, there's just a there's just a couple of us left down here now. So, uh, uh, you know, it's a it's about like uh, those uh, uh, those uh, spotted leopards up in the uh, Himalayas. So, uh, anyway. yeah, yeah, I love it. So I appreciate our time for take. Uh, yeah, for for the podcast today. Thank you. All right. It's been a pleasure. Imagine if with a few key concepts, you could have the potential to create a massive positive impact by bringing from hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars for swine producers. Join this small group and go to the next level of swine nutrition on this seven-week-long elite online training in applied swine nutrition and feeding. It's conducted by myself, Dr. Marcio Gonçalves, and my world-class invited speakers. Additionally, you enjoy an exclusive community to exchange ideas. Go now to www.eliteswinenutritionist.com.